This is an IC Robots Radio Patreon exclusive presentation. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robots, so that's something, right? Hey kids, this is me, Icy Robots. And you may have noticed this is not a Patreon-only exclusive. The The reason for that is we, we have a little bit of illness in the house. Don't worry, nothing major. It's not the bug. It's nothing like that. It's not the bubonic plague. Just... Just a little bit of a cold allergy situation going around, so your boy Icy Robots is playing nursemaid, and this is, this has kind of made it impossible for me to do the normal show that I normally do, as well as the Patreon show, so I decided, hey, why not, why not make a, uh, make an effort to share what's going on over at Patreon with some of the, with some of the non-paying folks, in hopes that maybe, maybe they can jump over to supportthereport.com and sign up, we, we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. We got this show. We got the Derek show. We got Who's Who in the DC Comics universe. We got the various workout mixes. We got like 26 different mixtapes that I've made over there, which are super fun gatherings of songs. It's it's a hoot. But this show right here is a show known as At The Movies with Icy Robots. As you know, your guy Icy Robots is a very ardent movie goer, and I... I like to talk about it. I like to talk movies. I like to share my experiences. I like to rate things. I like to talk about the general cinema experience. And this is where I do that. So if uh, if you're on the Patreon, you know that last week I was a guest on The Derek Show, which is which is an incredible work of art from our guy Derek. He uh, comes in, he interviews guests, he talks to Iceberg 13 last week. It's, it is two and a half hoots, way more than a hoot and a half, but uh, I was the guest on the show doing a uh, Icy Robots Movie Minute, and I talked about I talked about a film I saw called Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I only got like, I only got like 45 seconds to talk about this movie, and I felt like it deserved a little bit more time, because this was one of, this was one of the most, if not the most original movies I've ever seen in my life. I can't even, I can't even do justice to it as far as like, as far as explaining the plot, let's see what they say over on Rotten Tomatoes. They have a really nice way of succinctly uh, getting the things down to the bare bones. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. It stars Michelle Yeoh, who you might know from uh, Star Trek Discovery. You might know her from any number of things. Crouching Tiger... Hidden Dragon, Stephanie Sue, K-Hugh Kwan. I hope that I'm getting your name right because I have nothing but respect. You might know him as Short Round on uh, Temple of Doom. He was also in Goonies. He was not in Head of the Class. Guy's a legendary performer, and it was great to see him in this. Also, the, the amazing James Hong, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate. It is a terrific cast of people. What I like is there's no big, like, box office stars in this. These are all real workmanlike, real professional, real salt-of-the-earth actors, and they come through in this in just, like, an amazing fashion. The movie is two hours, 12 minutes, and I I cannot do justice to this in any way. It is weird. It's wacky. It's, like, incredibly moving. There were points when I was like, there's a scene with two rocks sitting on a hill that almost, like, Almost made your guy cry. I'm serious. I almost I almost teared up. This is just a fantastic film. If you get the chance to see it, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Our favorite company here on the uh, At The Movies with IC Robots, a company known as A24, hits it out of the park again. I'm loving those A24 films lately. Always, always something fun there. But, uh, man, I, 
I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but it delivers in every form. It's like this crazy story about this lady who runs a laundromat who gets sucked into this like interdimensional uh, saga, and she's forced to she's forced to confront this and confront that and find ways to come through and save the universe. It's just it's just amazing. It's a sci-fi love story, the likes of which I have never seen, and and. The likes of which I have never seen in my life. When I when when I see something, I, I kind of rate it on the amount of ideas in the in in the story. Like a movie, a movie like Ambulance, which we're going to talk about in a sec. It'll have like one or two good ideas. It's a heist movie with uh, you know some brotherly love going on. But a movie like this, it has uncountable amounts of ideas. Everything you can ever imagine literally happens in this movie, and I, I mean that. There's things you can see. That you will never have seen before, and I don't want to, I don't want to hype it up too much because when you do that, people see it and they go, "Well, I see robots." It's not everything you said it said it was, and I, I do understand that a movie like this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's not. It's just not. But if you're the kind of guy who likes sci-fi, if you like uh, multiverse of madness type stuff, this is for you. If you like weird movies, this is for you. But it also it also has just, like, this real heartfelt story behind the whole thing. There's just, like, real real emotions and real love and real feelings. It's fantastic. So, I am going to do something that I don't normally do. I am going to go back in on The Derek Show. I went ahead and I gave the movie I gave the movie a very sincere four and a half mics. And the more that I think about it, the more I weigh what I saw, what I felt. I'm still talking about this movie with the old wife. She went to see it with me over to Summerfield Road, the good old arty farty theater. I, I've been thinking about it ever since. I'm thinking about the ideas, the thoughts, the feelings, and I'm going to go back in, and I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to say, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to give everything, everywhere, all at once, an amended five mics! That is true. We are going to welcome everything, everywhere, all at once by the Daniels into the illustrious Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. I know you guys are gobsmacked. I know you're blown away. Two Five Mike movies in the same year. You gave Jackass Forever Five Mikes. Now you give this Five Mikes. You know, that's great. That's amazing. We're having a good movie year so far, to be honest. I'm not even kidding. I know I know a lot of guys are like, oh, there's nothing to see out there. There's no good movies. My bros, there is, in fact, quite a few good movies. I've already seen... Two five stars, this and Jackass, and one four and a half star, that being the Batman. That's amazing. It's only like, it's only like uh, April right now. I forgot what month it is, but it's still like early in the year, bro. We haven't even hit like the good summer movies. We haven't even hit like Oscar season yet. This is early in the year. It's been a lot of fun out there. So to the Daniels, to Michelle Yeoh, to Short Round, to Jamie Lee Curtis, and all you guys out there, I can say to this, you deserve it. Your Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame trophy will be in the mail as soon as I create some, but that could be many years from now. So enjoy the props while I give them out, and let's uh, let's move forward into another movie I saw. It's a movie called Ambulance. This is at the movies with Isaiah Robots. Officer down. Copy. We're in the go. Let's go. What do you want? Just gonna borrow it. You need to help me. You're gonna have a cop dead. Any Ambulance. 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 Ambulance.
Ambulance, Ambulance is the latest Michael Bay flick. We all know who Michael Bay is. He did Transformers. He did uh, any number of amazingly gigantic films. He has a certain veneer to a movie that is apparent in this one right from the jump. Our, our guy Michael Bay, he is what he is. Either you like him, you don't like him, maybe you love him. Either you like him, maybe you love him, you don't like him, maybe you hate him. I think I just covered all the all the emotions available there, but you get the idea. I I went to see this one with my uncle. This is this is how the process goes with my uncle. He'll uh, text me like a time and a day. He'll just send me a text that says ambulance, ambulance. Friday, twelve o'clock. I text back sure. Then uh, he shows up and we go to the movies. It's it's been like this since it started. He's uh he's not a man of many words as far as the phone and stuff. He'll just tell you the dates, the deets. You meet him, you go. So he. He likes these kind of movies. He likes the action-y stuff. He likes the sci-fi stuff. And I myself, I do, to a degree, like an action flick. I'm not so big on the the shooty, shooty, shoot 'em up kind of stuff. It's just like I've seen so much of this over the course of my life that it's really kind of it's really kind of planned. It's played its course, and I'm I'm more into movies about like feelings and things like that. But uh, at, at at any rate, the the basic story of this one is that Jake Gyllenhaal is a bank robber, and he has this whole big things planned out. And at the last minute, something falls through. A member of his crew uh, is absent, so he has to he has to talk his brother, a Marine vet, into uh into sitting in the place of the guy who's absent. Just happens to work out that home he has a bunch of medical debt. So he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. Everything goes awry. They end up hijacking an ambulance with uh, the girl who played Dora the Explorer is in it. They they get the ambulance and there's like a wounded, uh, wounded cop and all this stuff. And the whole thing turns absolutely haywire. Giant chase through the streets of LA. Giant gunfights. Explosions, all kinds of stuff. Everything that you come to expect in a Michael Bay flick is in this flick. There's like sunspots on the cameras, dirty LA, super flashy cars, really pretty girls, cool guys in suits shooting machine guns, brave policemen, crooked policemen. It has everything you'd ever want in a movie like this. And I gotta say, it wasn't that bad. I had a good time seeing it. It was, uh, it was like a, a fast-paced two hours, which is fine. If things are really cooking along, two hours two hours is a fine movie length. It's fine. Once you start to go past that to any great length, it becomes problematic for me. But at that point, it's all just fine. It all got a... Uh, everything happens. Happens quickly. A lot of shooting. A lot of blowing up. Lots of things like that. I can't say that it was a bad movie, man. If you're into this sort of thing, I am certain that you will like it. My uncle thought it was super great. He did have some uh, some little nitpicks about like the reality of certain situations. But I'm just like, uncle, in a movie like this, they're all essentially superheroes. Everything is what it is. Anything can happen. Anybody can do anything. You never know. It's all, it's all just super wild. I, I do like a Michael Bay flick in the sense that there's just, like, nobody making these kind of movies right now. There's action movies, and there's all kinds of stuff. But there's, like, a certain Michael Bay filter to a movie. Like, there's a certain filter to the way things look. And there's nobody who does it just like he does. Like I said earlier, there's lots of, like, sunspots and, um, like, natural lighting. But, like, very big outdoor natural lighting. It's a big movie. And it's, just, it's big in the way that Michael Bay does things. It was... A lot of fun. If you're into it, if you're into these kind of things, if you like The Rock, if you liked, it, well, any movie with the actor, The Rock. I was talking about The Rock, the film, but if you like any movie that's ever had The Rock in it, and you probably like this one. It was fun. So, 
On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud, five being an all-time classic, I'm gonna go out there and give Ambulance a real solid three mics. You are listening to At The Movies with Icy Robots. What's coming out this weekend? Ani Othar Thought on Movies and Stuff. Ani Othar Thought on Movies and Stuff. Ani Othar Thought on Movies and Stuff. Thought on Movies and Stuff. Yeah, actually, factually, I do have some thoughts on movies and stuff. I think that the big one that's opening this week is The Northman by Robert Eggers, who you might know from The Lighthouse, you might know him from any number of things. Dude makes, dude makes these really cool, really weird movies, and this one... This one looks dynamite. It stars our guy Eric Northman from True Blood as a as a revenge-driven Viking. He's going he's going out there and he's living his life and he's growing big and strong so that he can avenge his father and rescue his mother. She looks weird and wacky. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. By by the time this is released, I think I will have seen it. So on the next at the movies, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about that on the tweets if you get the chance if it's opening near you go see it because we're going to talk about it and it's going to be fun it's going to be cool ethan hawk is in it i cannot wait i i think that my favorite piece of movie news coming out this past week is that uh hbo max announced they're going to be doing a A wonder twins movie starring kj appa who you might know as archie from uh riverdale the the tv show riverdale not the not the comic book character. Shout out to uh, shout out to everybody out there who likes their Archie Double Digest. You know who I'm talking about right now. Also in uh, in the starring role is one of the Wonder Twins. You got Zan, and then they got Jaina. Playing Jaina will be Isabel Mann, who I know from this movie called Run Hide Fight, which I saw last year on a on DVD. It's this it's this movie about a school takeover that uh that gets ended by this gal, the only one who could save them is a rough and tough country gal who's pappy tartar to shoot. And that's what, that's what happens in that one. But, uh, they're the stars, Archie and Run, Hide, Fight. That should be fun, man. Think about this career AJ Appa has had so far. He went from, uh, he went from Adelaide, Australia, all the way to playing an iconic character known as Archie. And now he's playing another iconic character from the Wonder Twins. I like the Wonder Twins. I got nothing against them. I know people think they're goofy. And they are goofy by all means, but they're, they're no less goofy than any number of things that happen in comics. So I got I got nothing but love for the Wonder Twins. They get a they get a bad rap. I read that uh Zack Snyder started filming on his movie Rebel Moon. This was this was uh intended, I think, initially as like a Star Wars pitch. Like he made a Star Wars pitch. They turned it down, so he decided to shoot it himself. He has a contract over at Netflix. He's going to be shooting that one for them. It stars Digimon Hansu, who you might know from, uh, let's see, he was in Amistad. He was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Digimon Hansu. You know who he is. So um, it's him and Sophia Botella, who I like a lot. You might know her from the first Kingsman movie. She's the one with the... Uh, with the feet gimmick, with the swords, she's one of my one of my favorites. And then uh, our guy M Night Shyamalan, he started production on Knock at the Cabin. This stars um, this stars John Groff from Mindhunter and Rupe Grint from the Harry Potter universe. Out of all the Harry Potter universe's people, my favorite is well, my favorite's Emma Watson, but my second is a Rupe Grint. I think I, I think I has some potential. And then Batista, 
is in that. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if that's going to be going like straight to Apple Plus. I've heard that the Zack Snyder movie is going straight to Netflix. So we'll be able to get to see that one at home. So that's cool. M. Night, I... I don't know. I saw the last M. Night at the theater. I don't know if he signed some kind of exclusive deal like these guys. These guys are known to do. We do got some fun movies opening up soon. You got Doctor Strange. That's going to be on May 6th. That's a big one. That's going to be one of the big movies of the year, I think. It looks really cool. You got tie-in to the, uh, the What If cartoons over on Disney+. Plus. So that's interesting. And I wonder if that opens up doors to some of the other characters that appear in that, uh, appearing as live-action versions. For example... Captain Carter, Sling and Shields. This is gonna be a fun movie. I'm really looking forward to that one. We're gonna we're gonna for sure see that on the big screen over in Roner Park. That's gonna be that's gonna be pretty cool. Then there is a Firestarter remake coming out. I think the week after that. This is a Blumhouse remix. Uh, I don't know if don't know if this was necessary. The first one with Young Drew Barrymore was so was so cool. And then Top Gun. Top Gun comes out really soon. I think that actually comes out in a month. In a month from now. That looks. That looks a little better than I thought initially. When I first saw the trailers, it looked kind of silly, kind of goofy, and didn't, didn't think I'd be seeing it. Like, well, I, I'd be seeing it, but I, I didn't think I'd be excited about seeing it. But then I saw a trailer the other day for, for this before Ambulance, and you learn that uh, one of my favorite guys, Miles Teller, is playing uh, Goose's son in the movie. He's Goose's son, but this Goose, he's not impressed with Maverick. He's just like, you know, Maverick, you got my father killed. You won't get me killed. I'm not falling for your hokum. And that's... That's a good attitude to have, honestly. This guy Maverick, in his name, you see, is a maverick. He does what he wants, does his own thing up in the air. And uh, when you're flying at Mach 20 in a jet with missiles, doing your own thing can lead to uh, lead to chaos. All it's going to take for Maverick is to do one really big blunder. I realized killing Goose was a big blunder, but I mean a big blunder like starting a war, shooting down a friendly plane or something, and all the all the good that he's done is going to be undone just by the just by the sheer magnitude of the the issues. It's waiting to happen. It's going to happen. This guy's reckless, man. He's reckless. He'll fly right over the tower, leap a sonic boom, break all the windows, knock everybody down because that's a prank to him. Plane pranks. Your guy Maverick's out there pulling plane pranks, which is which is going to lead to somebody's demise someday. But uh, be that as it may, the movie does look fun, despite the uh, despite the silliness of plane pranks. But uh, this is me, I see robots. We'll be back in a sec. Hello, this is me, Ed. I'm a noted local broadcaster and the guy who saved you all from food cubes. I'm also the announcer for the Derek Show on the IC Robots patron-only feed. Listen, kid. The Derek Show is great or I wouldn't be part of it. So quit being a cheap skate skin flint and sign up at supportthereport.com. If I put my stamp on something it stays stamped and my stamp goes on this. For life. Breakdown. You are currently listening to what the movies will do. I see robots. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lab, let's all go to the lab, get ourselves some snacks. Hey, this is me, I see robots, and I am back for, uh, I don't know, I'm back for a little bit. I, I was thinking back to the days of working at good old United Artists Cinema 6 the other day. Wa- I walked by the building, we went over to Barnes & Nobles, I bought a magazine, I bought the latest issue of Shock Cinema which is one of my favorite magazines. I love it. I can't believe it's only $5 a month. If you have this available to you at a Barnes & Noble's or a B. Dalton or whatever, 
check it out. Highly recommend it. But we were over there and we we dipped by the theater to kind of to kind of take a look in the windows. It's it shuttered during the uh, during the previous year and it never it never reopened. But um, I have really fond memories of that place. But at, at this point, it is a little bit uh, superfluous in the area. We do have a wide array of theaters. I'll I'll miss going there. It was the the three dollar theater for the longest time, and I would have. I would have liked it if it did reopen as the $3 theater, but, um, I, I looked in the window and I could see the, uh, the formation of the building. The way that it was kind of set up was, uh, the entrance was over on the right. This is if you're facing the building. The entrance was over on the right, and then right as you went in, the snack bar was in the center of the building, and, and the theaters kind of horseshoed around behind the, uh, behind the snack bar with, with Theater 1 being over on your left. And Theater 1 was a mid-sized theater. It was the third biggest one at UA6. Then you had Theater 2, which I believe was the exact same size as Theater 6. These two screens, these theaters are, are gigantic. They're as big as anyone's in Santa Rosa. And then you had 3, 4, and 5 were all kind of kind of mid-sized as well, with um 4 and 5 being on, on the smaller side. They all horseshoed around. Behind the, behind the snack bar, I can see it in my head. They had a really high ceiling with two skylights up at the top. It was it was a nice building, man. It was really state of the art back in the day when I was working there. They had a they had kind of a semi auditorium feel, whereas most theaters were just like flat, like flat on the ground. These did kind of go up a little bit, concrete floors and all that. When when I was there, I was thinking about this guy, this Joker that I worked with. I can't remember this guy's name. It's not even relevant, but uh. When they when they would add the trailers to the movies, right? They would they would come separately. They would come in like a little box, and you would uh, you would like add them onto the front of the movies, the actual film, right? Then when you were done and you were gonna send the film back to the distributors or whatever, you took the uh, you took the trailers off and threw them in the garbage, right? There was this homeboy who would he would gather them up, like they would take the garbage out to the dumpster, and he would gather up the trailers and he took them home and he cut them into like single frames he found the ones that he thought were the most interesting and he cut them up into like single frames and he mounted them on a plaque right and he was trying to sell these plaques to people at work i imagine he was trying to sell them to people at large but he'd be like hey do you uh do you like the mask the movie the mask with jim carrey and you're like i guess so i suppose i do it was playing it was playing at the time i think that one was in theater five for the longest time, The Mask with Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. But uh, he's like, do you like The Mask? And then he would, he'd pull out like a plaque with um, with a piece of film from the, the trailer for The Mask. And he would try to, he would try to sell you on these. He was one of those homeboys that was always side hustling. You know, we all got these friends who are always trying to better themselves. And you can't, you can't knock the hustle, bro. But um, he used to always trying to sell these. And then he had some other hustle later where he was trying to sell cleaning products at the theater. Like, uh... This stuff that you could use to shine your shoes and it would get like super duper shine. It was like a shine kit with like a rag of some sort and it would get your shoes like super shine. And I was just like, homeboy, I wear sneakers. At the time I was heavily into basketball shoes. I'd wear these sneakers, you know, I had my Reebok pumps or whatever. And uh, you don't really shine those. You got to find those shoe shined in homies like your, like your Dave Schachter's, the manager, the uh, assistant manager of the place, famous game designer, famed game designer. Movie theater assistant manager later, video store assistant manager. We miss you, Dave. Shout out again here on the uh, good old at the movies. I'm trying to think of any other any other cool theater memories. The layout was one I was really focusing on when I was when I was over there. I was trying to you know get it get it down in my head, but um I do remember the homeboy with the hustles 
hustling homeboy. I'm trying to think. Another thing that we would have to do, this was every every uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night. You had to change the marquee in the box office. And if you close that night, it was going to be an extra long night because you had to like put these little numbers and letters onto a board and like spell out the times of the movies, the different showings and stuff. Like you were going to be in there after work for like, it was like a couple hours because I remember... The theater would be closed at like 12 or whatever, 12.30, and then the manager would always be finishing up the schedule, like finishing up the actual, you know, times the movies were going to play as we were doing that. So I'd have to wait sometimes for uh, her to bring that out to me, and then I only did this a few times. I wasn't like the regular guy. I was one of the one of the filming guys, but I'd wait for her to do that, and she'd finally bring him out. It'd be like 1.32 in the morning, and I'm just like trying to put all these movies up here like, okay, let's see, uh... Rob Roy McGregor is going to be playing at 10.15, 1.15, 4.15, and then again at 7.15 or whatever. Uh, or uh, Disclosure is going to be playing at 10, 12, 3, 6, and again at 8. It was, it was pretty tedious, but it was also kind of fun. I remember thinking sometimes that, like, the time that I would get to sit in the booth, like, I'd have to sit in the booth and wait for her to finish the schedule. I'd sit there, look at a book, you know, reading some some edgy book, like The Basketball Diaries by by Jim Carroll. I'd be sitting there reading that and uh, waiting for waiting for her to come out and give me these things. Those were the good old days, man. Those were honestly the good old days, the good old times. This is at the movies with Icy Robots. Up next, a couple other movies that he saw last week. I actually saw three other movies last week. These were all all at home. I had I had some spare time. Some things ended up not a uh, not coming through like how, how how I imagined. So I had a little extra time. So I caught up on movies. The first one, the first one I saw was a movie called X. It's a horror movie. It's uh, another one of those A twenty fours. You guys know how much I love those. I love those A24s. This is set back in the 70s on the set of an adult film. They're they're shooting at a farm, like some some way out there ranch. They're doing like some guerrilla filmmaking on the on the thing. The people who uh, run the farm don't like it, and all sorts of horror ensued. I like this. I kind of kind of have an affinity for like 70s things. I think that. I think the whole, uh, the whole, like, genre of, like, 70s, um, adult film, uh, styled movies, like The Deuce or whatever, that whole era was kind of, kind of interesting to me, so I, I did kind of enjoy this film, I didn't, I didn't think it was, like, the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life, but, you know, it was, it was a pretty creepy slasher movie, there was, like, some horrible stabbings and killings, and, uh, I would recommend it if you're into this sort of thing. It didn't, it didn't like knock me out like a, you know, like like a Midsommar or Hereditary, some other A24 horror films. But it was good. It was good. I did enjoy it. And then I saw another, another A24. This is an older one. I was trying to, I was trying to catch up on the films of a uh, Yorgos Lathamos. My mom. I realized I hadn't seen The Killing of the Sacred Deer. This is. This is one of the weirdest movies I've seen in, and I don't even know how long. There are some, there are some horrifically shocking lines of dialogue in, in, in this one. It is a, it's a tale of revenge based upon the, uh, mythical, the mythical Greek tale of the, of the killing of the sacred deer. I, I don't want to give you any ideas of what's going on, but, uh, it stars Colin Farrell and, um, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman plays his wife, the... 
the kid from uh, mid-90s is in it, as well as, I, I can never remember this kid's name, the one who was uh, the Joker in, in the, the scary Batman movie with Rob Pattinson. Barry Cogan. Deleted scene. Barry Cogan. Deleted scene. He's the star of it in a very creepy, very great uh, performance. I... I think that if you like the weird ones, if you like to watch a movie and be a little bit creeped out, this is definitely one for you because there's a lot of, when I say creepy, I don't mean creepy like scary, but there are scary things in it. Creepy like, creepy like really deranged. There's some really deranged things in this film, but I did enjoy it. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, the lobster's creator, Yorgos Lanthimos. My man. And uh, I had to fill in the gaps in his... In his filmography. So if you've liked, if you like The Lobster with Colin Farrell, then by all means see this one. Then the third film I saw was a more, a more friendly film. It was a movie called Columbus. This was uh, directed by Koganota, who directed um, After Yang, the movie I was talking about that I saw on Showtime the other week, the other, the other A24. This is an A24 love podcast, but uh, this is his earlier film, and this is a smaller, more personal movie. It's it's very similar to, like, Lost in Translation. It's two people who were kind of put together just, you know, due to proximity, and then all sorts of all sorts of interesting storytelling happens after that. It stars uh, John Cho, who you might know as Sulu on, on the Star Trek movies, and one of my faves, Haley Lou Richardson, as well as Parker Posey is in it, and Michelle Forbes, who you might know as Ensign Yo on uh, Star Trek. Rory Culkin. It's it's a good movie, dude. This is a really good movie. Very small. Very quiet. I guess for whatever reason, there's a lot of interesting architecture in this town of Columbus, Indiana. And they, these two people bond over the, the architecture. They talk about it. It's just, it's so good. I like this one so much. I cannot recommend this one highly enough. Of the three movies that I saw, this was my favorite. I go, this one, Sacred Deer, and then third is X. Even though I'd be more likely to watch X again than to watch Sacred Deer because I cannot ever imagine watching Sacred Deer again. It was very disturbing, very weird, but also very good and something I highly recommend. But uh, there you have it, guys. I, I talked about a bunch of movies. This is this is a show we normally do over on Patreon. So if you enjoyed it, if you thought it was fun, if you thought there was some insight in there, maybe uh. Maybe you want to consider hopping over to supportthereport.com and signing up. It's very, very helpful to us if you do so. I got to say that. It's very, very helpful. The movie, the money goes into projects. I see robots related projects and I, I have some fun ideas that I want to that I want to try. So please consider supportthereport.com. If you can't do that, then just spread the word, man. Spread the show around for other people to uh, hopefully love and enjoy. So... With uh, all that said, until we meet again, the balcony is closed. It can happen to us, I know. It's all in the movies. Just a bad picture show. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.